Welcome to episode 91 of How I Built It. In this episode, continuing the SEO mini-series we started last week, I talked to John Doherty, the founder of Credo. I met John at Cabo Press last year. Cabo Press is an incredible mastermind week, and we got to talking about the marketing and SEO side of things. I don't know much about that, uh, and John gave me a lot of great advice, but Credo is something that can help me in a very unique way. And we'll talk about exactly how in a minute. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon, Traitwear, and Gravity View. You'll hear about Pantheon and Traitwear a little bit later, so now let's talk about Gravity View. You may have heard of Gravity Forms. It's hands down the best form plugin for WordPress websites. It's amazing for collecting useful data. But what if you want to display those form submissions on your site? What if you want to give users the ability to edit and update their submissions? That's where the Gravity View plugin comes in. Gravity View lets you easily display and edit your data in a searchable directory with different layouts. It's fully customizable by you or your clients using the drag and drop UI and it features tons of developer hooks. Don't waste hours developing custom code for your clients. You will have to support that code forever. Save yourself time and save your clients money by choosing Gravity View for your next project. Visit gravityview.co slash how I built it to learn more and enter how I built it at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Gravity View comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. So try it today. That's gravityview.co slash how I built it. And now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of how I built it. The podcast that asks, how did you build that today? My guest is John Doherty of Hired Gun LLC and founder of Credo. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you today? I am fantastic. It is towards the end. of. I think we're on the tail end of March as we record this, so I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll get warmer. I'm on the East Coast, the Northeast, where it's always cold. I'm not sure where you're located. I'm in Denver, Colorado, and actually it's funny you bring up the weather because it was 67 and sunny and gorgeous here yesterday, and then about 6 p.m. last night it started dumping snow. So we, uh, <laughs> Denver gets some crazy bipolar weather around this time of year, basically through May. So, yeah. you know, but, but the trees are starting to, we're getting little buds on the trees and I'm hopeful that spring is going to pop through and it's going to get hot as anything. So very nice. When I worked at crowd favorite, I heard from a lot of my Denver, my Denver coworkers that they'd basically like have to leave with a coat and then it would be like shorts weather by the afternoon. And that's very interesting to me. I think I'm very much like when I get one nice day, it has to be nice the rest of the year now. I'm like, it has to just be nice until November. But uh, I guess if I wanted that, I could move to, uh, you know, maybe Cabo, where we met at Cabo Press. And that's kind of how we got connected. And and so today you're going to be talking about uh, Credo, right? A product, a product or service that you've created. So why don't you tell people about who you are, what you do and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, for sure. So Credo is, I think the best way to describe it, is a productized service, which I realized actually when we were in Cabo, I'd been thinking that I was building a product company. And then I was sitting at dinner one night and went to the the product dinner. And one of the guys there was like, 
are you building a product or a service? I was like, of course it's a product. And then a couple hours later, I was like, ah, shoot, you're right. It's a service. <laughs> so that was, the, you know, that was mind blowing on the first night. But basically what we do at Credo is we help businesses that are looking to take their business to the next level through SEO, content marketing, Facebook ads, PPC, that sort of thing. We help them connect with the right agency or, you know, marketing provider for their specific needs. So, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are doing, there's like the, the growth geeks of the world, and that sort of thing, where it's like people that come, they say like, I have $200, I need four blog posts a month written. That problem mm-hmm. is solved. But the people that are like, I have three, $4,000 a month to spend. We, I have a team in, internally, a team in place. And, you know, we're really looking to, to scale this thing and hire the right person. But, you know, we're an e-commerce company that we need SEO and Facebook ads. At Credo, we know who's good at that stuff. We know who does amazing e-commerce work, e-commerce, SEO, and Facebook ads, for example. And we can connect those two up. And then we help the business with reviewing proposals and basically following through until they feel comfortable and confident making the right decision for their business. So we get paid by the agencies and the consultants. Nice. Very nice. And and that's interesting, right? I, you know, I've been, when we were in Cabo, I was trying to figure out, you know, what exactly my niche is and how do I really understand my audience? I know you gave me some really good advice about the Facebook pixel. But, you know, as a one-man band, especially, that's a it's a very hard thing to manage. I almost need to remember, oh, set up my social medias for this episode. How do I even Facebook ad? Like, I don't know how to do that. So, I mean, if you're not ready to take on an employee to do that full-time, then this sounds like a, a great service for you, right? Totally. Well, it's that. And then it's also actually the, the companies that were best at helping to find a provider are companies that, you know, they're probably... Most of them are around like a million plus a year in revenue. So 80, 90K a month in revenue. And uh, we we can't help ones that are smaller than that, but they have to be, you know, really focusing on growth, right? And focusing Mm -hmm. on marketing. And I've actually found it works best when there's someone that is basically uh, heading up marketing that's not the founder. Because founders have so much going on. Founders are also really afraid to pull the trigger on any real budget. And so when you have someone that really understands marketing and owns it and is focusing on it, that's when it's best to work with, you know, a consultant or an agency, especially on like the strategy and services side. Nice. That makes even more sense because they kind of know they know what they need. Right. I'm not just walking in cold and saying, like, I help, give me. So this, I'll take one of the social media, please. Totally. And um, as you said, also, yeah. like, we're, you know, we're exactly one of the social <laughs> media is like, well, like, what are you talking about? And, you know, founders, I mean, you know, I know, like, we're so busy. Right. We have so much going on, like you're recording podcasts, you're editing them, you're publishing them, you're promoting them, you know, you're doing all that stuff, right? If you're building a product, you're also probably writing content, you're building the product, you might be coding, like there's all this stuff going on. You know, I've been building a team to help me out with a lot of that stuff over the last like six months, basically since Cabo. But, you know, there's so much going on that it it works best when you have someone that's really like focused, you know, on doing it. And their full time job is, you know, doing marketing, producing content, promoting, etc. And then if you don't have the budget or you know, a lot of companies, like I've worked in house for some big companies where I had to say six months ahead of time who I wanted to hire, who I wanted to start hiring six months from then. Right. And when you're trying to move fast, you know, you can't wait six months. You basically have to, you know, you have to get it done then if you're trying to move fast. So often you can, you have marketing budget to spend to, you know, on an agency or something like that, but you don't have it to hire, but you can't open up ahead. So that's when an agency can be perfect to engage with even short term until you can hire someone. Gotcha. That that sounds great. And it's and it's already giving me stuff to think about because I know, you know, I've doing the podcast, making my courses, doing whatever else I do. I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. When I went out on my own, I thought I was doing it right because it was just kind of like it was my side gig first and whatever income that was generated 
was good enough for me. And then I went out on my own and I thought, hey, I actually need to generate real income here. And what I'm doing isn't cutting it. Like for extra income, it's fine. For like my full time, got to support my family income. I need to do something a little different. So there's definitely a lot of things to consider there. And so it's also really hard to to kind of keep up with. So, you know, I like to ask this question, but I feel like we're going to get a pretty good answer from you. No pressure. What kind of research do you do to stay on top of this stuff? Today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor, Gutenberg, are coming. Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. Pantheon also has made it easy and free to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. Visit pantheon.io slash Gutenberg. Let them know that How I Built It sent you. And now, back to the show. Oh, man, that's a great that's a great question. So, I mean, I am a I'm a professional marketer, right? I've been a marketer for about a decade now, agency side, in-house, running my own company. So, you know, I've, I've specialized in search engine optimization for a long time and then done a lot around, you know, content and that sort of stuff. And now I'm really getting deeper into, you know, marketing funnels, email funnels, that sort of stuff. And basically the way I do it is three different ways. One is Twitter. I carefully curate who I follow. So I have, I have about 500 some people that I follow. I have high 20,000s in followers, but I, I only follow about 500. And that number's actually increased a bit recently because I've been following different types of people, product people, more general growth people, you know, more of these like funnel hackers sort of people, simply because I'm trying to learn more there. Second one is podcasts. So, you know, listening to things like Mixergy is really good. Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income has some really good stuff in it. Chase Jarvis or Creative Live by Chase Jarvis is another one that I listen to. So that's really good. And then I follow a few specific newsletters. So Heaton Shaw has a really good one. Product Habits. Grow.co has a, has a good weekly newsletter that comes out. So those are some of the places I basically try to find. I mean, just like Credo, you know, there's so many people out there that say that they're an expert, but a lot of them actually aren't. There's a lot of noise in the space. So I'm trying to provide signal to the digital marketing world of who's actually good. Same with content. I'm trying to follow the high signal to noise people. And, you know, the, the newsletters are not sending me something every single day. I don't need a growth tip every single day, right? Right. Give me like the six best articles from the past week around product and growth and, you know, uh, revenue generation, right? Like that's what I'm looking for. That's what actually helps you build your business as opposed to just getting overwhelmed with all these like little, you know, tips and tricks and hacks. You actually need that strategy and then you can find the, you know, find, you can learn the tactics and, you know, you hear the hacks all over the place. Like there's no shortage of those. You actually need to know how to put together the strategy first. So that's what I try to get to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, if all you do is hacks, then eventually you're going to chop off your arm, right? <laughs> but you need. Exactly. It's like how in math class, they, the teacher teaches you the long way and then they teach you the shortcut because you need to understand the process before you can actually do the shortcut. So I love that. Studio Neat has a really good newsletter for me. Like they just, it's two guys. They send one link each that they like and then a picture of something they're working on. It's easily digestible. And for somebody who's trying, you know, we're both trying to read and consume and learn a lot, you know, stuff like that is excellent. So that's awesome. So. I want to touch on something you said about 
a lot of people saying that they're experts out there, right? It's, I mean, when I was, I'll say I was a kid, but I was in college, I was like, oh man, SEO is easy. I'll just like write the HTML markup and boom, SEO. Like, uh, and a lot of people feel that way. People feel that way about WordPress. Oh, making a website's easy, just WordPress and done. So how, how do you kind of cut through the noise and, and put yourself out there as like a signal? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, great question. And you're absolutely right. I think a lot of, you know, actual experts do, I, I'm guilty of this myself. I had a friend the other day, basically tell me that, that she was trying to do something, you know, new with her, with her site, trying to change some form styles and that sort of stuff. Maintain that she wants to do like a, you know, a paid course. And I was like, oh, just use like, you know, restrict content pro and, you know, WP simple pay and you're on WordPress already. And, you know, shout out to, uh, to Phil Dirksen and, you know, to Pippin there. But, you know, I was like, oh, just use these. And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, right. There's no like, there's no just there. Like this is, this is you know, old hat to me. But, you know, I, I think, I think there are a couple of things there. One is when you're at, when, when someone is an expert, they are going to say stuff like that, where, where it's, you know, oh, just use this and use that. And you might not have any clue, but like they've gone in and done the work, right? Otherwise they might be like, oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And you could do this thing, right? And there is all that ambiguity there, but they can actually, you know, they actually see the full range and know what's actually good there. Right. They can pull from their experience to kind of give you a guided answer. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then the big thing is, I think, showing their work, right? So going back to math class, right? I was always told, show your work. I hated showing my work. I was bad at it. I, I got terrible <laughs> scores in math because like, I hated showing my work. I was like, no, I can do this in my head. And this is the answer. And they're like, yeah, but how'd you get there? I'm like, the way you told me to in class, I just did it in my head. Not on paper. Like, I don't want to write that out. I have bad handwriting. Yeah. But, you know, something that I've, I've really learned recently is, you know, basically, if, if you're an expert and you're trying to show, show someone that you are actually an expert, you have to show your work, right? You have, you have to show basically a proof point, a case study for everything that you're claiming to do. So if it's like, oh, if you, you know, want to grow your, you know, your membership site, right, through SEO, do X, Y, and Z. Oh, by the way, here's a membership site that I helped do this on, right? So I think actually, you know, showing your work. And then if you're looking for an expert, find the people that are actually showing their work that, you know, that's legitimate stuff, that they're being open, that they're being open about it. So I, I think that's that's really, really key there. Find those that are you know willing to teach, and those are the ones that are actually the experts. Awesome. As an online teacher, I'm really liking that you're saying that. But it's, it's true, right? It's so funny because in the last maybe 10 years, 15 years, there's been such a shift from like, you can't see what I'm doing. Just know that I've done this and you can't see what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. And now it's, I mean, maybe it's just in the WordPress space, but I feel like it's a lot, it's a lot more widespread than that right like a github account is really important but it's like this is what i'm doing and and how i and how i'm doing it and why i'm doing it you know the the guys at Basecamp, a little bit smug as they may be are very open in the way they do things and they're clearly doing something better than me so maybe you know it's not undeserved but you know they're very open about running their business and and pippin who you mentioned i mean he's one of the most open people about his business that i know he's He'll talk about the decisions he's made and 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 why and how it's affecting his business and it's I it, there's it's no secret why he's an expert in our field because people see what he's doing and they see his success and they know why he's successful. Totally, and I think that that is carrying over to some other industries. I think it's starting to come around in the SEO world and the digital marketing world. I mean, you still get like the the you know the, the make money online sort of people that are very mm -hmm. like kind of close you know closed lipped and you know and all of that i tend to be very transparent and very open some people say i'm bragging but it also works right you know i'm i'm showing what i'm doing i'm showing the results right and that builds trust with people 
you know, I'm, I'm honestly not trying to brag about it. I'm just saying like, hey, this worked, right? Like learn from this. I'm, I'm honestly, one, I come from a family of educators. I want to teach people. I love teaching. So yeah, I, I think that is, you know, coming about. I think it's very important as well for people that have, you know, built something of value to also show, you know, kind of how they got there. Awesome. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I love that. So moving from kind of the research and, and the signal versus noise, which I guess ironically is the Basecamp blog, right? Before we get into kind of, and so I guess I'll ask you how you built Credo, or we could talk about kind of how you build a strategy for somebody, you know, so I'll give you some time to mull that one over. But I kind of, I started this podcast. I want to get back to the root of, of this question. I started this podcast because I was talking to other people about starting my own online courses. And I was like, you know, I should record these conversations. And so I was like, almost like it was like a mini mastermind. Uh, do you mastermind with anybody? Are there people that you bounce ideas off of? I have some people that I bounce ideas off of. I don't have like an official mastermind, but it's definitely something it's something I've been thinking about doing. So, you know, connecting with other peers and such has been a focus of mine for the last six ish months. Nice. Very nice. And and I mean, do you find that stuff helps? I mean, you know, being a fairly solo entrepreneur you're building a team but uh, i don't know if you work from home but i know i work from home i'm a solo guy like just talking to people once or twice a week like has been great for me i miss having coworkers in that regard yeah you know i i definitely find that is something that i need i mean even if you're building out a team the thing is like being an entrepreneur you know even if you're not like a solo entrepreneur doing everything but you're a solo founder like no one else within your company understands what that means. Even if you're really right. good at kind of like giving people the the full scope of like, this is what's going on and this is what's happening in the business, which I'm really bad at that, by the way. And that's something that I'm working on, like as a, you know, as a founder, as a, as a CEO now, I guess, because I have employees, mm-hmm. but they're never going to understand like kind of the emotional stuff that you go through, right? And the emotional challenges that that happen there where it's like, hey, stuff is a little slow right now. And, you know, that happens every single year because it's this time of year and everyone's super busy. They geared up at the beginning of the year and they're going to rework their strategy middle of the year. And then end of the year, they're going to be thinking towards the next year. But March, April is a little bit slower. You know, I know that intellectually, but I feel it deeply emotionally. Mm-hmm. They don't feel that because it's not their baby. Right. So, right. yeah, I definitely, you know, find that useful and find it useful to have other people, you know, to commiserate with where they're like, yeah, you know, when I go through slow times, like. I struggle and, you know, I wonder if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I wonder if I'm being, you know, delivering for my clients what I need to be delivering, right? So it's, uh, yeah, I found that super helpful. And honestly, I've just found it helpful to have, I've kind of built out levels where I have some people that basically I mentor, I mean, very, you know, unofficially, but like people that I kind of help with their business because they're just getting going. Then I have other people that are about the same, you know, kind of level as me, been doing, been on their own, working for themselves, building a company for the last two to four years, really. I'm about two and a half years in. And then I have people like Chris Lemma and Dan Martell and people like that that I consider my mentors that are numerous steps ahead of me, right? Three, four, five steps ahead of me. And they, for some reason, graciously give me their time, right? And I can ask them questions every now and then. They'll meet up with me every now and then, you know, if we're in the same area and I can, you know, kind of pick their brain, you know, for an hour or so. And, you know, those are the ones that really take it to the next level, but you have to have all those different levels there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you touched on like the empathy factor, right? That's that's something that's not impossible for somebody who's not in the same position, but it's very hard, right? Because people, I have found that people who are not in the same position think that either I'm like extremely poor or I'm very wealthy. And that's like neither one of those is true. Like 
like oh you have your own business like are you rich i'm like no i'm not at all rich like um (laughs) so uh the empathy factor is is very important and that's another that was another big thing i got from cabo press because i had just gotten out of a very slow period where i thought like right after i went out on my own where i was like I have absolutely made the wrong choice. I have a <laughs> five-month-old. I'm not making any money. <laughs> um, and yep. and Jennifer Bourne gave me incredible advice on that. You know, she was like, "Yeah, the summer is slow. Save a portion of your income and be ready for that slow period. We go on vacations because I know there's going to be no work, and I don't want to panic about money." Like it was just like like Jennifer Bourne is a very successful person by most people's accounts. So like her telling me that made me feel a lot better. So the empathy factor is so important and having, you know, mentees and mentors, mentees, I think keep you grounded, right? Like, because you're remembering what it's like when you first started, right? So you can empathize with the new person, very helpful in my online courses. And then, I mean, Chris Lemma is an excellent person. Like he's Always offers great advice. Sean Hesketh has been kind of a personal mentor to me quite a bit. Uh, we're in this, a similar field, and so I've learned a lot from him. But all of that is very important. Um, totally. And, and let me give one more piece of advice yeah. there. So I actually, beginning of 2015, my business had grown to a certain point. I think we were doing like 12, 13K a month you know, in revenue. And basically, I was at a breaking point. I was like, I cannot do anymore. Like, I do not know how to take this thing to the next level. I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm working way too much. You know, I just moved to Colorado and want some, uh, I just moved to Colorado and, you know, wanted some more balance in my life, some, you know, a bit more time. And I actually went and hired a business coach. I still work with him. I pay him a couple grand a month. We catch up a couple times, to- a couple times a month, you know, on the phone. And, you know, he, he has helped me out a ton with getting clarity about, you know, who I am as an entrepreneur, what my skills are, the, roles I need to hire for the highest leverage. He's all, he's really, really good at being like, is that thing you're working on the highest leverage thing that you could be doing? Right. And so it's a combination and, and that's always a, and I always push back and I'm like, you know, long-term, I think it is, you know, short-term, you know, it's not the thing that's going to, you know, double my business next month. Right. Which mm-hmm. if you've been in business for a little while, you know, that there's really nothing that's going to double your business next month, but right. you know, it, it, it is good to constantly have that push of like, is this the highest like value thing you can be working on? Or do you actually need to push that off till like Q3? you know, and, and, and having someone like that, that you're paying because then, you know, like, yeah, the, you know, the, the mentors, the, you know, like Chris, et cetera, that, and I know Chris does, you know, consulting, does uh, coaching as well. And so does Dan. Right. But neither of them is, is my coach, but having someone that you're paying that basically you're paying them for their advice. And then they're all, you also know, you're going to get their advice consistently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and basically they know that like, if, they're not helping you grow your business, you're going to stop paying them. Right. So they're also incentivized to help you out. Right. Right. And you know, they don't go three weeks without getting back to you. Right. So, you know, versus like when someone emails me and you know, they're not paying me for something like, guess what? They go to the back of the line behind the people that are. So, so I think that's something that like a lot of people should consider like getting an actual coach. I think more entrepreneurs need an actual coach. Are you as frustrated with usernames and passwords as I am? Traitware believes you are, and they created Traitware Secure Login as the solution for all of us. Traitware enables you, your staff, and your customers and members a secure way to sign in that replaces usernames and passwords. With a simple mobile app or PC login, you can provide a better experience, increase security, and reduce the risk of lost or stolen passwords. Traitware is the secure login you have been looking for. Check out a quick video on how to sign in with Traitware and register for a exclusive How I Built It coupon 
at securelogginapp.com slash WordPress. That's securelogginapp.com slash WordPress. Say goodbye to usernames and passwords. Say goodbye to phishing, man in the middle, or brute force attacks. Never again create, forget, share, or lose a password for your WordPress website. And now, back to the show. Yeah, especially the people who are moving from like freelance to entrepreneur, right? Because I mean, I freelanced all through high school, all through college, a little bit after grad school, and I never saw... There are two things you said there. I never saw the value in paying for something that I could do myself. Like I never wanted to invest because that was money out of my pocket, but it's an investment. And then the other thing is uh, what you said about is that thing you're doing the best thing, the high leverage thing, right? Because as I can totally empathize with the freelancer who just takes any job because it's money in their pocket, right? But over the last couple of years, uh, you know, I got to work with Brian Richards and, and a bunch of other really smart people, and we talked about how. If you're taking just any old job, that could be costing you money in the long run. Like you got to do the thing that's best for your business, even if it doesn't mean immediate money in your pocket. So both of those things, just fantastic advice for for really growing your business, taking it to the next level and not just kind of you don't want to scrape by all the time. Then what are you doing in your business? You know, it's it's very stressful. So cool. So we are man, we are almost coming up on time. We're like you know, 20 minutes in and I haven't even asked you the title question yet. So here's the title question. So much good advice in this episode already. How did you build it? And so we'll talk about how did you, you said Credo is a productized service. So uh, maybe how did you design that service and, and how do you build out that service for, you know, let's say we have a sample client. Yeah. So I, it's been through a lot of trial and error. So my site is all built on WordPress. I've been developing on WordPress for a long time. WordPress plus paid memberships pro and, you know, uh, Gravity Forms, Gravity View, you know, some of those different, different plugins. And I put all the like tools that I use to build Credo on it's getcredo.com slash recommended hyphen tools is the, is a the URL there. So, but basically how I went about designing it and the, the product, the company has been through a bunch of different iterations, started off with me vetting out every single project and then emailing friends. And basically when they closed it, you know, emailing friends, do you want to talk to this person when they closed it? Then I got a commission to basically a fully functioning marketplace without processing payments where a project would come in and we'd set it live on the platform at a custom email system that would email it out to people that did that kind of work within that budget that it pasted based off of how many like leads they had received that month or contacted if I had a contact cap for each lead of four if that wasn't reached in four hours it would email a couple more basically the number left times two super nice. super complicated stuff never really worked well and so like my developer and I recently just blew all of that away because I basically realized you know, it didn't make sense to have people. And at that point, agencies were and consultants were paying basically on the number of leads they want to be able to contact each month, which didn't really make sense for a couple of reasons. One, I wasn't playing the quantity game. I'm playing the quality game, right? Like these mm -hmm. are, these are not the $200 a month. I need, you know, four blog posts a month, you know, sort of crap. It's, you know, I need a super expert, you know, an SEO expert that I can pay five grand a month to, you know, grow my business. That's already at two mil. And I want to take it to five mil a year. So, so it didn't really make sense for someone to be paying the same amount basically for a thousand dollar month lead or a five thousand dollar month lead. Plus, those leads weren't closing; uh, they, they weren't closing for the agency. So basically, we went. I then pivoted again just before Cabo Press last year, so like September last year, where I launched an annual plan. So I have a directory, and then I have about fifteen agencies I work directly with. They pay us per month, 
And they also pay us a commission in perpetuity on the work that they close. And we help them close that work. So basically, you know, it's a productized service. Basically, we're an agency or a lead generation agency for marketing agencies. And the people on our preferred plan are, so it's meta as anything, people on our preferred <laughs> plan are basically our clients, right? Like I think of them as, as our clients. If I was, you know, I do my own SEO consulting as well. Like those are my clients. Our preferred agencies on Credo are, are Credo's like, Credo, the, the agency's clients. So basically the way we do it is when a business comes in and says, you know, we're an e-commerce company, or let's say you're a membership site, right? Membership site that you're doing, you know, a million a year in revenue, let's say, and you want to grow it to three or even 500K and you want to grow it to a million, right? But you have so much going on. Basically, you submit our, our form, schedule a phone call with us, hop on the phone with my customer success person. She kind of talked with you about who you are, what your business does, how you make money and, and what you need, what you're looking for. And then once that, once she kind of gets all that together, she puts together what we call a project description, which is basically six to eight sentences about what you need. You know, all, all those things that she just went through with you, you approve that on the, on the platform. So that's built out. And then she sends that project description to agencies or consultants that do that sort of work. Once they accept it, we make the introduction and then we follow up a week later, make sure everyone got to connect. And then once you have proposals in hand, we hop back on the phone with you, review the proposal, say, hey, you know, do you have a good understanding of this from this agency? I didn't see this from this agency that we talked about. So then basically help that client get to the point where they, they still make the decision. They sign the contract directly with the with the agency of their choice. But we've basically helped them get to the point where they're confident that they're making the right decision. Man, that's incredible. So, I mean, you're providing a network for your clients, right? Where you're saying like, these are the people I know. This is who I think will be a good fit for you. But I think the the big value add is the last thing you just said, where like we review the contracts or the proposals with you, because that is an overwhelming process. Like, you know, because everybody's this is this is a standard contract. Is it a standard contract? I don't know what that contract looks like everywhere. So just like having somebody who sees proposals like that all the time and saying like, you know, this is this is probably not great for you or this should be included. This has been included other places. and and. I like I feel like that's a huge value add and something that that takes a long time of trial and error or hiring an expert who knows that stuff and who has seen it through experience. Well, and it's a value add on both sides as well because it's a right. value add to the agencies because we're reviewing their proposals with them, right? And also giving them feedback. I had one agency recently that they were sending through basically a like a Google Doc of their proposal. Mm -hmm. And they had awesome, awesome stuff in there, but they're going up against this agency that was super polished. Right. And so I basically went back and, and told this, this agency, I was like, look, man, you know, you might only be three people, but like, and talk about being a micro agency of experts, but like, you need to like up your brand a bit. And we talked through that and he came back, you know, two weeks later and had completely like redone that. Right. So that's huge value to him. And then on the client side, I mean, we're not, we're not giving legal advice. Right. But right. You know, I'm saying like, Hey, you know, we talked about X, Y, and Z. We talked about Facebook ads. They don't mention Facebook ads in this proposal at all. Like what's going on there, right? Or, you know, if it's a bigger agency and they said that, oh, we've worked with a big agency in the past and, you know, didn't really, you know, didn't really like that because the account manager set up and then we introduced them to smaller agencies because of that. When they come back, we still ask, like, do you have a good idea of who's going to actually going to be working on your project, right? Because a lot, because there yeah. are definitely agencies and, and this is the right fit for some people where there's an account manager and like four different teams with junior people working on your project, right? Right, but for certain right. businesses, like you need a like 10 year veteran, you know, yeah. like, directly working on your project, not some junior person that, you know, that they're farming out work to. So we really like help them kind of think about those questions and then go back with better questions 
you know, and, and we're not, you know, we don't hear like the phone calls that they have with the agencies and all that. So we, you know, we, we've had the initial contact and we see the proposals and get some other bits and pieces, you know, throughout, but yeah, like the, the hardest part is, you know, actually helping someone pull the trigger and a lot of uh, businesses will get scared off, you know, like Joe, if you were, if you're trying to grow, you know, this podcast, you want someone to help you out with like promotion and all that. And someone comes back, even if you know that you have $2,000 a month to spend like on marketing, someone comes back and proposes you to spend $2,000 a month with them for X, Y, and Z, you're going to be scared, right? Yeah, you're that's more than rent, right? Like, you're not going <laughs> to respond, right? You're not going to yeah. respond for a little while, that sort of thing. So we can yeah. actually help the agencies close more work because we're also keeping the client involved, right? We keep you involved. Hey, I know we know you got proposals from this agency and this agency. Like, let's schedule a call. Let's hop back on. Let's talk through your fears, you know, all that stuff. Right, because, I mean, you can be the person that says, like, you know, because in my head, I just see the money flying out the window. Oh, my God, that is more than I pay in rent per month. Like what? <laughs> but you're saying, hey, that $2,000 a month can make you $5,000 a month or it's whatever. It's investment mindset that we were talking yeah. about just like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. And the bit you said about providing value to agencies, too, because, you know, there have been proposals I've sent out that I've just gotten a no and then I haven't gotten a reason why. You know, you almost you can now provide maybe not the reason why, but at least feedback to say like, hey, this is where you can do things better. And that is so important because that feedback means that I'm not going to lose the next one for that mistake. So that's man, that exactly. You're just you're helping everybody. This is this is fantastic. Trying to. Yeah, we are totally we're slightly over time. That's okay. I've asked you, you've kind of answered your question about transformations. So do you have any big plans for the future? Anything coming down the pike? Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, a few things. I have a couple of new offerings that I'm planning to launch soon. Actually, by the time this comes out, one of them should be launched. Uh, but I'm not gonna say what it is yet in case it's not. But yeah, I, I have some <laughs> other like, basically, what I've realized is it's I mean, everyone always says like, focus on, you know, one offer, you know, one model, that sort of thing. But, but I also believe that like, you know, th there are a lot of ways that you can provide value to people, right? So really I'm, I'm looking for a few different ways to kind of diversify our revenue streams to help us, you know, invest back into growing the company. So, you know, like the lead side is good. I'm doing more affiliate stuff. I have a couple of other like paid offerings I'm going to be launching as well. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the future. And then, as I said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to learn to be a CEO and not just like an entrepreneur and like a, you know, a, a solo lone wolf, do it yourself kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to hire good people to take over stuff that I'm not amazing at like operations or, you know, I'm, I'm good at sales, but like I shouldn't be hopping on the call with someone that has, you know, $1,200 a month to spend on Facebook ads, right? I can pay someone who is much cheaper than me to do that, who can do it just as well, if not better. So, so that's really like where my company is going over the next year. Nice. That, that sounds fantastic. Well, I'm very excited to see uh, how that works out when this episode drops. I'll look for that new feature. I'll send and it to you. Awesome. Sounds great. So my final question, my favorite question, do you have any trade secrets for us? Hmm. Trade secrets. Let's see here. So yeah, I, I think so when it comes to, you know, growing your company, one of the, the trade secrets that, that I always like to tell people is, and I don't know that's really a secret, but it's like when it comes down to marketing, it's all about who is the person that you're trying to serve and how do you serve them best, right? So you can have people talk about their personas. So you have a persona, you know, for me, it's like marketing directors, for example, right? I have to get down deep into, you know, like what are their fears? Like what, what are the things that they're struggling with? You know, all of that sort of stuff to really know like 
What is the offering? How do I message it to them? How do I get in front of them? You know, all of those sorts of things. So I think this is something that I personally have missed for a long time. You know, like I was saying at the beginning, you know, tactics and and, and tips and tricks and, you know, all of that are, are a dime a dozen. You actually have to get down to the strategy. I feel like I've I built my business backwards, like starting on like, oh yeah, I can drive traffic like to these pages and write content and whatever. But now really like if I'm going to get to the next level, I have to actually think about, okay, what is the longer term strategy of my business? And so actually getting down into who is my, you know, who is my customer? So get down into, if you are, you know, you have a business that's doing okay, but you really want to take it to the next level. You really have to go back to who is my customer? Who is my audience? And what do they really need from me, right? And that's going to drive your future decisions as opposed to like, oh, I want to build a product. Oh, I want to build a membership site. No, you want to serve this audience. And what is the best way to serve them? Is it a product? Maybe. Is it a membership site? Maybe. Is it a podcast? Maybe. Your audience can tell you that. Awesome. That's fantastic. And it goes right back to the the empathy factor, right? You understand what your customer needs and then you can build around that. Very cool. Well, John, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. This has been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so where can people find you if they want to learn more? So the best place to find me is, so my company site is getcredo.com, G-E-T-C-R-E-D-O.com, D as in dog. And the best place to connect with me personally is on Twitter. I'm at Darty J-F, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y-J-F. Thanks so much to John for joining me today. He offers a lot of great advice and works really hard at his craft. You can tell by the way he talks how passionate he is, and that shows in a great product or productized service. And thanks again to our sponsors, Pantheon, Traitware, and Gravity View. Their support is deeply appreciated. The question of the week for you is, have you ever had a business coach or mentor? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or email me joe at howibuilt.it. Maybe I'll read your answer on the air. For all the show notes, head over to howibuilt.it slash 91. If you like the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also join the Facebook community over at howibuilt.it slash Facebook. I want to build a strong community for this podcast and Facebook is the place to do it. I make sure to post the question of the week there as well. So if you want to answer amongst other listeners and guests, you can do that. And until next time, get out there and build something. Mm -hmm.